0: bibles here to matthew chapter 17 we're going further in the series entitled the season finale and so i'm excited about this series again man this has just been a good one the lord uh has i I believe he's met us here and it's it's giving us all the things that we need As we exit one season and uh, take the processional into another season. The word now does that. All right. Now it takes us out of and into from one place to another. And so we take this time to hear what God is saying. That we will focus on what he is doing as we bring one season to a close. Not just one year. One season to a close to walk into another one. So let's look at it. Matthew chapter 17 I'll start at verse 1 and it says now after six days Jesus took Peter James and John his brother led them up on a high mountain by themselves and he was transfigured before them his face shone like the Sun and his clothes became as white as the light and behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with him. Peter answered and said to Jesus, Lord, is it good for us to be here? Uh, if you wish, let us make three tabernacles one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. And while he was still speaking, behold, a bright light overshadowed them, and suddenly a voice came out from the cloud, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased, hear him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their faces and they were greatly afraid. But Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise, do not be afraid. When they had lifted up their eyes, they saw no one only but Jesus. Now as they came down from the mountains, Jesus commanded them saying, Tell the vision to no one until the Son of Man is risen from the dead and behold Moses and Elijah appeared to them talking with them so so far our scripture reading today I want to talk to you from this thought the right conditions for a transformation the right conditions for a transformation let's pray it father we thank you now for this moment we thank you for your presence that I sense here right now in this moment and I pray God that you'll speak to us Uh, lift the truths out of your text that you want us to have in this season of our life and so Lord I thank you that you'll give us the grace to carry out and execute the instructions you give us here now Lord my prayer is that you would think through my mind speak through my my mouth uh give me clarity of thought agility of wit Allow me to talk in the power of the Holy Ghost in Jesus name. Amen. So I want to just jump in really quickly because. uh, Transformation and seasons (laughs) go hand in hand. Transformation and seasons go hand in hand. So we. Go when we're in the beginning of the year, we're in winter and then the spring season comes and then there's a transformation. The sun, the sun comes out. And if you're in an area where you see a lot of snow, like our our New York family, uh, the sun comes out, melts the snow. Seasons bring transformation. That which was uh, seemingly dead now gives way to new life. Because transformation and seasons go hand in hand. I cannot say that to you enough. Transformation and seasons go hand in hand. When you step out of one season into the next season, there should be a marked difference on you. Come on, we go from spring to summer, okay? It, it is warm to hot. From summer to fall, colors change, leaves fall. You get me? Because there is, as seasons change in the natural, in in nature, also in our lives. I, I mean, it's it's the same with the butterfly or the, the caterpillar. When it's time for the cali- caterpillar, I can't ever say that right, caterpillar to transform into a butterfly, he closes off. He cocoons. All right. Until the transformation happened or the metamorphosis from one to the next, there should be the change, the season. There should be something that people can see that you're in a different season. And what we see here in this text (laughs) speaks to a time of transformation for Jesus. So let's take a look at it. We see here that Jesus takes peter james and john up to a mountain now this text is also recorded in other uh, in other books in other uh, places of the Gospels in the synoptic gospels but now the luke text in chapter 9 verse 29 says this that jesus took him up on a mountain watch this and as he prays transformation happens Okay, so what we find here is that what happens to Jesus in this place of transformation, what ignites it is prayer. And listen, for many of us, Prayer is one of the hardest things to do consistently, to carve out the time. Yeah, we pray on the go. Lord, protect me as I go. Lord, don't let me get COVID. Lord, don't let my car crash. But th- there's also a season. The picture of the example here that Jesus gives is that he steps away. He goes to a, a secluded place. He goes to a mountain, a place not everybody uh, comes to or in this case is invited to. And prayer Launches this transformation. Are y'all with me? It happened when he prayed. And so the text says that when the change happens, when this transformation, when this light has shone uh, upon him, he had the right people. So here's point number one. If you're writing points, write this down. In the season of transformation, You're going to have to have the right people present. That's number one. You got to have the right people uh, present. Because now, this is, man, there's so many things in this text that that we could teach and talk about. And so I don't even have the time to press it. But, y'all, you know, we want to act like we don't need nobody. Forget them. I could do this by myself. I don't need nobody. I'm amazed at how Jesus steps into another season because the transformation that we see happening here has everything to do with the next season for him, which is going to the cross. And so when the transformation happens, Jesus brings close some people. He didn't have everybody, but he did have somebody. And Jesus had the right ones that listen, Jesus had 12 disciples that he dealt with directly, all right, that rolled with him. There was a larger group of disciples of people that believed and followed his ministry and and really associated themselves with his word and with his teaching. But now there was a 12, but out of this 12, he only brings three. Because in seasons of transformation, you got to have the right people. And these were people who... Who, number one, really knew who Jesus was, who understood who he was. And listen, I appreciate godly connections. Uh, as I get older, I prefer God connections over good connections. I do. As I get older, there's just some who can't go with where I'm going. And I, you got to be OK with that. No love loss. But you got to be mature enough to realize that this is not a God connection. Here's the other thing. You also got to be mature enough to understand that the God connection sometimes come to an end. Sometimes God connections are for seasons. Sometimes we'll see uh, Paul and Barnabas. They disconnected for a minute and then they reconnected because sometimes uh, connections, friendships, relationships are seasonal and you got to be mature enough to handle that. But the text says that he had Peter James and John with him. And these were people who understood him, people who knew him. Watch this. When we start dealing with having the right people, hold on y'all. When we had the right people, we got to understand that everybody cannot go to the next level with you. I know that is somewhat clichéic next level but the truth of it is everybody can't handle your transformation everybody can't handle not mature enough listen not everybody wants to celebrate what god is doing in you and in these seasons of transformations remember this you change in the season of transformation but so does the scenery around you Your scenery and your season of transformation ain't going to look the same when you're over on the other side of this. It won't be the same people. Not everybody will stay. Because not everybody can go to the next place with you. Everybody can't come in and everybody can't come up. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This is what happens. And so Jesus, in this moment of transfiguration, of transformation, he has the right people. Why? Because community does matter. You cannot dismiss everybody because community matters. It is community that's as the amen and the yes to the anointing and the calling of God. Come on. If you're anointed, he's transformed on this mountain. Well, who is he transformed for? People. He came to die for people. And I'm amazed at all the fantastic, wonderful, anointed, smart, successful people who declare they need nobody. That is so not the picture that Jesus teaches us. He teaches us that community matters, but not everybody could come in and not everybody could come up. Listen, not everybody could handle the next. Of Jesus when he goes back down to the mountain, down the mountain, the people that are waiting for him are people that understand this is Jesus. But the people that was up there on the mountain, those are the one who could really handle. Because, listen, in the transformation, we just didn't see Jesus. There were some other visitors in that transformation. We'll talk about that in a minute. But some people can't handle knowing the next about you. So you got to be careful, but can I talk to you a little bit more about the people that was up here that I feel something and God started talking to me about this really clearly. P- Peter was there <laughs> in this moment of transformation. I want y'all to hear this really clear. Peter was there. Uh, maybe you're like, okay, fine. Peter was there. Yeah, but but wait. Peter is one of the two that betrayed Jesus. Oh, watch it. Watch it. Jesus knew that Peter would deny him. Well, you say he didn't betray him. He denied him. Same thing. Because at the time, I needed you to speak up for me. You distanced yourself from me. hmm So watch. The text teaches us At the last supper that uh, Jesus was talking to the boys and he says, hey, y'all, one of y'all in here going to betray me. And the disciples start saying, I love it. I love it. I love it. Because the way they assess that moment tells me how mature they are. They didn't ask, is it you? They asked, is it me? (laughs) And that's a lesson all in itself. That when God says that there is some shifting, there is some betrayal, there is some uh, not enough praying that's going to be happening in my body. You don't need to be looking around and say, I wonder, is it them? I wonder, is it her? I wonder, is it him? No, no, no. You got to ask the question, is it me? And they said, is it me? That ain't what I'm preaching about. So let me move on. So Jesus said, it's the one who dips and in, in, dips his hand in the bowl with me. And at that moment, it was Judas. <laughs> <laughs> Judas is like what me Jesus said go do what you're going to do do it quickly Judas gets up and he carries out this betrayal right but wait Peter does it too because Jesus says to Peter hey man uh, before the clock crows or the the, 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 the cock crows three times you're going to betray me man You're going to throw me under the bus, act like you don't know me. Peter was like, no, not me. I don't roll like that, Jesus. He's like, yeah. Jesus knew that this was going to happen. So now let's go back to this mountain. I find it really interesting. And I got to tell you, to me, it's a life lesson. Okay, it's a life lesson. That sometimes the people that come to the next level with you are people who may have done you wrong or might do you wrong. Watch. But Jesus, knowing that, still brought Peter in. And here's what he says to Peter. Or here's what he's saying in this moment. Peter, you are more valuable to me than the damage you caused when you made a bad decision. Your bad decision, Peter, ain't as big as the stuff that I see in you. Come on, if you go forward in that, you go forward in that, we find out that Jesus uh, comes and meet, meets the guys on the beach and they out there fishing and he call and they come back in. And they recognizes him and he has a sidebar conversation with Jesus or with Peter when they having breakfast. And, 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 and Peter says, uh, or Jesus says, hey, do you love me, Peter? Yeah. He said, I want you to feed my sheep, because what Jesus realized was the mistake you made is not as big as the value you add. To my kingdom, Peter, I'm going to make you the head of this church, of this movement. Come on. And so what happens now is when we start having the right people, we have to understand and estimate properly the value in people because people ain't always going to treat you right. They're not going to always make the right decision. Sometimes they don't know no better. Sometimes they're scared. Sometimes they've not had the decision. It ain't always that they're a hater. Man, I'm preaching so good right here. And Jesus says, although I know what I know about you, Peter, although I know in a few weeks from now, you're going to trip out and act like you don't know me. You are still valuable and you're valuable enough to come in because you add value to God's program in my life. Your value is bigger to the program of God than you're doing me wrong in that moment. That takes some mature people. That takes some mature people to handle that. And we throw people away because of what they said, because of what they did. And God is saying, yeah, but I got a plan for them in your life. Peter was the one to carry it out. When Jesus left, Peter started leading the boys because Jesus realized that the leadership factor in Peter was bigger and had carried more weight than his inability to make the rest the best call. Jesus says, you're still human, but I need you to see some stuff that goes beyond this human thing. Yeah, you're going to have to call some people like I did. You're going to have to call some people who you know God is saying, yeah, they should be with you on the next. But yeah, but Jesus, you know, they said this, right? You know, they did this, right? You know, they don't like me, right? And Jesus is saying, hey, everybody didn't do me right. But there's some people standing on the place of transformation with me. (laughs) who wasn't mature enough to handle the heaviness. He wasn't all the way sold out. Listen, he didn't get sold out until he messed up. I got to see that. I can't even. See, we miss the fact that some it takes sometimes, it takes a mess up for people to totally sell out and be committed. And we want everybody to be perfect. You ought not do me like that. God has said, well, it it was that that made them do right from that point on. (laughs) Because the only difference between Judas and Peter is that Peter stayed alive to be restored. Judas killed himself. Peter was alive enough to say, my bad, Jesus. Jesus says, I got some work for you to do. Come on. Let's talk about this level of commitment. You love me? Be my sheep. You love me? Feed my sheep. You love me? Feed my sheep. I want to make sure you, you deny me three times. So I want to give you the same amount of times to commit. Okay, now we're back on. That's why you was up on the mountain with me, because I knew you could handle this. I knew you'd mess up. But I also knew that you'd come back to the game and you would be ready. I knew that after the technical foul, you would sit on the bench for a minute, but you'd come back to the game and outscore everybody. (laughs) Y'all not hearing what I'm saying? And you can't counsel people out just because they mess up. Oh, I wish I had time. I wish I had a platform big enough to talk to this uh cancel cu- this cancel culture, is that's what they calling it, the cancel culture that when people mess up, we want to cancel them. We hey, but they don't even know. It is people canceling people who should be canceling themselves. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. But God is saying right here, you cannot let go of some people because I have purpose for them in your life. Some of the problem you have with people is that you have have a purpose for them in your life and they don't serve you well but there are some people who may make mistakes say the wrong thing do the wrong thing but it is my purpose for them in your life and you cannot overlook that because they dropped the ball somebody tap tap them hearts if it makes sense type in the in the chat I hear you Rev. I hear you I hear you Rev. yeah you don't let some people go because of what they said You're going to let some people go because of what they posted. And you need to go back and talk to God and ask God, do they come into the room in my season of transformation? Because I do not want to exclude anybody that you say should be there. I'm preaching harder than I planned to today. Mm Mm-hmm. Y'all ready? So now as, as, as the text moves on, the text says that, uh, that, uh, Elijah. And Moses. Show up. Right. Elijah and Moses show up to the mountain. I love it because if you're going to properly handle this, uh, these conditions or this moment of transformation, you got to make sure you have a conversation with your past. Uh, The text says in Luke, when you read it in Luke nine, it says that when Moses and Elijah shows up, Jesus talks to them about what's going to happen in Jerusalem. It says about his decease, about his death. So, Jesus, listen, listen, listen. If you're going to handle this transformation right, you're going to have to talk to your past about your future. That's what happens right here in this text. He is talking to Moses and Elijah. Moses represents the law. Elijah represents the prophets and they both validate him moving forward because it is your past sometimes, people, that will validate your future. (laughs) Y'all enjoying this? Because I am. See, when I told you, I told you first Sunday, I told you that that God says that we do not recall or remember or consider the former things. And remember, I said to you that that word remember does not mean not to to recall it, but it means don't recall it in such a way that you live your life by it. But there are situations and times when you're going to have to have a conversation with your past about where you're going. You're going to have to tell your past mistakes. Now, listen, y'all going to have to stay here because you can't go with me over here. Oh, y'all. Come on. Y'all remember the movie A Beautiful Mind that he was dealing with these voices and this family. He had these people in his head. And when the doctor was receiving the Nobel Peace Prize, that on the on the uh, the left side of the stage, uh, stage right, if you were watching it, that that those voices in his head, it was at that moment that meant that the movie really didn't divulge the fact that they were not really real. Kind of made you think that they could be real. What, what's going on here? But when he was getting it. They were standing over there. And the movie shows that when he received the Nobel Peace Prize, he looked at them and realized they were there, but he did not have conversation with them because there's some stuff from your past, the things that 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 try to haunt you, that you're going to tell it, here's where I'm headed. This is what I'm doing. This is where I'm going. And you cannot come (laughs) in Jesus case, though, Jesus was talking to the law and the prophet. And he was saying, hey, guys, here's what's going to happen. And they were talking to him because you're going to have to engage your past about your future. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You got to engage it there. Listen, you got some propensities. You got some tendencies that if you don't talk to them, they will haunt you and run you down in your future. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's why it's important that your that your gift is not bigger than your integrity. Because your gift makes room, but your character keeps you. Your gift makes them say, come on, we got a chair for you. But it's your attitude. It's your humbleness. It's your truthfulness. It's your sincerity. It's your self-control that keeps you at the table. When your gift opened the door and you're going to have to talk to your past in order to appropriately and properly face your future. Am I preaching good today? I feel like I'm preaching too long. Okay, so now not only Jesus, not only did he have a conversation with them, his past. Listen, but he also had to make some adjustments to his present. The Bible says here, y'all watching it, the text says that when uh, Peter was like, hey, I see you got, you know, you got the apostles in here with you. You got the, the chief potentates, Moses and, and Elijah. Should we build an altar for you? Should For all three of y'all, what should we do? And the light came so heavy that they built, they bent down on their face because they was afraid. And then the voice spoke. Oh, y'all, I do not have time to talk to you about this next level of baptism. Because the first time we hear the voice speak out of the clouds was when Jesus was baptized. The next time we hear it is when he is transformed. He is now in this different space having a different kind of meeting about his future. There are seasons and there will be several moments of baptisms that will come into your life as you move closer and closer to the next and the next and the next. Listen, because I don't want to talk about just destiny, because honestly, I don't believe that destiny is just one place. (laughs) I believe that destiny is uh, is uh, different places. You're here now because you're supposed to be here now, but it's not over. You're here now because you're here now, but it's not over. So Jesus had another level of baptism. He got a baptism on that mountain. That wasn't the end of it. He was headed to the cross. But when he headed to the cross, that wasn't the end of it because he still had to go to the house. After he went to the cross, he went to the tomb. The tomb wasn't the end. Then he went back to heaven. Still not the end because he had to send his spirit and he's still moving in between us now. So this is an ongoing journey. Your destiny is the fact that you're on the journey. But he had to deal with his present. And what he did was he went to the guys and he said, y'all get up. Let me change your posture because of what we're about to do. Now, watch. I want to change your posture. Stand up. And they were going back down the mountain. He's commanded them not to tell. He says, I also want to tell you, I want to change your proclamation. Don't you go down here and tell nobody what you saw. I love Jesus. I love him. I love Jesus because Jesus doesn't mind doing what he needs to do to promote God's plan think about this y'all if it was me I would have had a problem bringing the three up to the mountain why because you want to handle it by yourself pastor no because I don't want to offend the rest of the 12 I don't want to offend nobody that's what my counselor said to me he's like you got an issue with trying to make everybody happy So I probably wouldn't have brought nobody. But Jesus says, listen, I can't deal with everything. I can't deal with everybody's emotions. I know what God is calling me to do. One, two, three. Come with me. Then when he goes back down, he says to them, hey, don't tell nobody. I can imagine Jesus stopping them. like, Hey, 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 let's let's get this together. You do not say anything about this until the son of man is raised from the dead. Because you got to adjust your present. There's some things in your present that you're going to have to hold back until God says release it in the future. (laughs) You got to you got to adjust some stuff. You can't do everything. You can't say everything. There's some stuff that you're going to have to wait for. And that's our challenge. Our challenge is waiting. Because God does some stuff, and boy, we go straight to to, uh, 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 social media. We straight at Facebook trying to tell somebody. Oh, I got to tell you what, God, God is so good. Jesus says, hey, hush. We know how good he is. We know how good he is. We know how powerful he is. You saw some stuff that other people will never see. I mean, as long as the earth remains, they won't see this. And you can't go blabbing this to everybody. That's why social media is the enemy, because there's some stuff that God is adjusting for your present. And he says, hold this, hold it, hold it, because what what I need you to do is be a witness (laughs) to my plan. And you ain't listen, the best thing about a witness is that it comes forth at the right time. See, we think we witness it just because we blab it out anywhere and everywhere. The maturity of a witness is that we hold it until it matters most. Y'all, I got to go. I got to go. So here's the bottom line. Um, Here's the bottom line. This is a season for us of transformation. This season finale out of one into the next and how we manage this season matters we got to have the right people okay we got to make sure that the right people we have are who god wants to be there even though they may mishandle some things and make some bad decisions but you also got to be willing to have conversations in this transformational season have conversations with your past to say hey i'm going somewhere and you can't go it's kind of like kurt Franklin's song hello fear You know what I'm saying? It's saying, listen, let's have a conversation. Because, you know, some of us are so spiritual. I ain't going to talk to the devil. I ain't going to talk to fear. I'm not talking to that. I'm moving forward. Now, sometimes you need to bring Phil to the table and say, listen, we're going to end this right here. I know I've let you have your way in my life. (laughs) But uh, where I'm headed, there's not enough room for us. All right? So we've had our time. I'm moving on. You got to be able to talk to your past. About your future. Are you hearing me? And in doing that. We will properly. Handle. And manage. Our seasons of transformation. Let's pray together. Father in Jesus name. We thank you. For allowing us. To step into. This season of transformation. We realize. That we have to submit our bodies as living sacrifices that we have to bring our minds in in this transformation season the Lord calls us to be discerning that we don't miss opportunities that we don't disregard people but that we handle this season properly that we make the adjustments to our present that will help us in our future we give you praise and honor in Jesus name Amen Now, guys, uh, I want to give you an opportunity now to connect with the Lord Jesus Christ. And the way we do that here at Christ Center Church is that you can text connect to this number. I'm sorry, text new life to this number. And there's somebody waiting to talk to you. Listen, if this is a season of transformation, if you need the Lord as your Savior, Or listen, if you need to uh, rededicate your life or uh, reconnect with him, you may say, well, I got saved years ago, but I ain't really been living that out. You can do that now. You can make that reconnection right now because this is a season. You stand at the cusp. You stand in the doorway of all of your tomorrows. And you can step into that and disconnect from all of your yesterdays. And now is a moment that you can do that. So you can text this number somebody's there waiting to connect with you also if you want to join our church if you'd like for me to be your pastor and I'd be honored to be you can text connect to this number and we have a team there waiting for you to get you connected and give you all the information that you need to connect to christ Center church I just want you to know whatever decision you've made today I'm proud of you and this is just the beginning of the rest of your life all right let's move forward listen I want to bless y'all as I release you from this platform today I want to declare in Jesus' name that you are ambassadors of Christ, that you leave this platform to save and to seek out and to save that which is lost. I declare in Jesus' name that you are above only and not beneath. You are the head and not the tail, that everything your hands touch will prosper. I declare that on your job, favor waits for you. You are not the problem, but the solution to the problem. I declare money comes to you, but not just money, the wisdom to handle the money that comes your way. I declare that your home is established in peace and I declare that your marriage is whole, healthy and satisfied in the Lord Jesus Christ. Your single life, whole, healthy, satisfied in the Lord Jesus Christ and the blessings of the Lord be upon you. Wholeness, benefit, prosperity and favor. May it be your portion both now and forever. Now go in peace and the God of peace goes with you. And as always, thank you for watching. I love you.